This, this is perfect. They're called the alluvial fans. You have me. Testing. 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 One, two, three. Here I am. <laughs> oh, you mad. You mad. You mad. It's a fool. Stars. So ghostly. So beautiful. Haunting. Over and over and over. Over and over again. It's like nothing in the world. San Francisco. Aspects of zandiacal decadence. Slander. I do anything to get it back. <laughs> Perform a world. A totally fulfilled person. Perform a world. Crayolas. Totally. Totally. Totally thrilled. Let's just do it. Hi everyone, it's Andy and I'm at a beautiful beach in Santa Cruz, California. It's not exactly a warm day, it's a brisk, windy day. And I'm here on a working vacation. First up in this episode, we're going to go back a couple months to the beginning of summer in June for this 32nd annual San Francisco International LGBT Film Festival, otherwise known as Frameline 32. I'm going to take you along to opening night party, which I didn't stay too long at because the music was pretty loud. And then when I, on my way out, I ran into Harjant Gill, a filmmaker with a film in the festival. I got Arjan Gill. Yes. Where have you come from tonight to be here? Um, I came back from Washington, D.C. to be in San Francisco for Frameline, which is the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival. You, I, le mm -hmm. you left our nation's capital to come to this wild, faggy adventure? Oh, in a heartbeat. This is home for me. Um, today, the first thing I did when I got back was I grabbed a mission burrito and went to Dolores Park and watched the sunset, and I almost, like cried because this is heaven and Washington DC doesn't even hold you know anything to this this is an amazing city and I love this place I've heard it's pretty swampy there it is and very yucky and very hot and humid so it's so refreshing and nice to be back in this San Francisco where weather is beautiful people are beautiful lots of fun well we're having a hot spell now but it's yeah, I would say it's a comfortable 67. Oh, this is great. This is perfect. I can live in this for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's one of the few times I haven't worn two layers, at least two layers, out on the town. Yeah, and I love this. This is this is perfect. Uh, hot for me is like in the 90s, so this is like nice for me. So <laughs> this is kind of on the, the verge of like slightly cold. So 
And yet, even though you're relishing our healthy California climate, you're out here amongst the other smoking refugees, well, you know. polluting your lungs. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. That's 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 a typical San Franciscan for you. You have a drink, you go out for a smoke, and then you go back in. You have another drink. Now, do you meet other smokers out here that you chat with and become acquainted with? Yeah, sometimes I just arrive, so I'm sort of just catching up with everyone and saying hello. So I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces, which is quite nice. Uh, I've been coming to this festival for about five years now, so I feel like you know made a lot of friends, and so it's a big reunion in the summer. Well, I was wondering if, in addition to the people you already know, that being a smoker out here, you you have you know kind of a coterie of smokers, and which you have you know a, an unlikely but obvious bond, and that you've now n- met a whole bunch of new people, smoking people. Yeah, no, you definitely bond over smoking, especially when you're you can't smoke inside and you have to go outside to go smoke. You definitely meet new people. I just walked out, so I haven't quite met enough people yet. Although I'm already looking around, and I'm like. Oh, that person looks interesting. That person looks interesting. I want to go talk to that person. So, hopefully, I'll over over the course of the night, as you know, you come back around, you say hello, and you start chatting up with other smokers. It's also a catalyst for cancer. Let's not forget that. Sure, absolutely. Which is why I limit my smoking only when I'm drinking. <laughs> which is oh yes, is that is that the the old uh, you know theory that two wrongs make a right? I guess you can put it that way. That's one way to look at it. So, you know, when I thought about coming to this party, I thought, should I come to the party early, when everybody's fresh and has a lot of energy, or should I come later when everybody's been drinking and their their lips are loose? I think it's always always good to um, mingle and chat with people once they're slightly lubricated, because they're they're a lot more easygoing and a lot more as the night progresses. But then again, San Francisco, and everyone's nice to begin with, so you don't have to work very hard, which is quite another charm of this city. You know, if you were in Washington D.C., it would it would it would take you few beers or drinks before you can just go up to somebody and start a conversation. Oh, you flatterer! <laughs> you know, if we were in Washington, would you be saying nice things about Washington and putting down San Francisco? Oh no, absolutely. I would not. I, I when I'm in Washington, I am always talking about how great San Francisco is. So. I was I was texting all my friends and making them jealous today when I was when I arrived here and in such a beautiful weather, whereas in Washington D.C. it's you know super super hot right now. It was a weird day. It was warm, but starting somewhere midday, it became very gray and it's almost what we would call earthquake weather. Very, very gray and yet hot and yet it was windy. And earthquake weather I think of as being more still and and calm. That's an interesting analysis of the weather. Unfortunately, I've never really um, thought about the weather being a specific way at the time of an earthquake, but I'm sure you can put it that way. That's because it's a myth, Harjan. <laughs> it's a myth. <laughs> well, in that case, sure, it was earthquake weather, and happy that there was no earthquakes because that Yet. was definitely. Yet. Yeah, that would have rained on my little parade. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have a, a film in the festival? I do have a, a small film in the fe- festival. It's only 10 minutes long. It's called Lot's Wife. And we shot it in um, Istanbul, Turkey last year. It's Turkish. And it's sort of a modern-day tale of Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, I'm going to go home now, as we old people tend to do at around 11 o'clock. And let you young people dance the night away, smoke your brains out, have an extra drink for me, 
and hook up with somebody really hot. I will. I absolutely plan on doing all of the above. So I will definitely do that <laughs> for sure. Later in the festival, I attended the premiere of Barbara Hammer's new film, A Horse is Not a Metaphor. And I saw Barbara for the first time in several years. If you don't know who Barbara Hammer is, go to my website, andystreasuretrove.com. There's a link there to more information about Barbara. Suffice it to say, for now, that she's a living legend in the world of experimental cinema. Uh, Someone I count as a good friend, and uh, she greeted me with a wonderful smile and big hug. Barbara! Oh, I can feel it. Like, you look so good. You look so like yourself, and I love your little tiny wrinkles here. They're very cute. <laughs> she had to point them out. <laughs> They're called alluvial fans. Well, in the ground they are. Yeah, are they I here too? The, yeah. The only one I don't like is that one. The one that kind of. I, I don't mind those. Way, the lightest but there's right. one that goes. Oh yeah, that, see that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's serious. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that makes for uh, wisdom. You or, see me in yeah. the morning all puffy and oh, light yeah, and wrinkly and horrible. Put, you know what I do? Just, I use ice cubes to lift the eyes in the morning to really? get rid of the puffiness. Yeah. But isn't it, it's a hard, I know. I told my eye to doctor, do. and he said, "Ice cubes? Oh, you got to put something in between." No. It just makes the face all cold, well, and you, you know. Remember the first uh, sh- a scene in uh, *Mommy Dearest*? No. Um, Faye Dunaway as uh, Joan Crawford. Yeah. Oh. She gets up in the morning and she goes into the bathroom and the basin is filled with ice and she oh. sticks her face in the ice. So That's right. Yeah. Hey, you know who I want to talk to for my podcast? No. You. Oh. You. You want to do it right this second? Yes. Barbara Hammer. Nice to have you back in San Francisco. Andy Moore. This is my home. Well, welcome home. Thank you. It feels great. And you're bringing a new film to Frameline 32. I am. Can you give me a little description? I'm about to see it. Yeah, it's about how you have hope during a period of health crises. And in my case, it was ovarian cancer and many, many bouts of a very strong chemotherapy. And I was able to get through with resilience through um, guided imagery of a horse that was cantering across great, huge spaces. So as soon as I got well, I went riding at George O'Keefe's Ranch in Woodstock, New York, and at the Bighorn Mountains in Wyoming. And I made a film called The Horse is Not a Metaphor for this kind of experience of something that most people don't want to talk about. And I hope that it is... You mean horseback riding? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I hope that it's uplifting. But I hope you have, uh, as you said, you brought your Kleenexes. Oh, I did? Oh, that was someone else. (laughs) No, I I do happen to have some, so thank you for having me get them handy. Yes, right. It is, um, this is the premiere, so I don't know how an audience will react. So I'll find out very soon. And how can you really interpret? I mean, are you good at interpreting how an audience feels based on how they react? After a while, I will be. In fact, here's some wonderful Korean women who I know who gave me a beautiful teapot today. Oh, really? Lee Young, thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you, son. Oh, it's so it? beautiful. <laughs> They're showing their film tomorrow at oh. noon. What film is that? Um, Out, Smashing Homophobia Project. It's a documentary film. Congratulations. Thanks. 
I was just interviewing Barbara, oh, and great. she's been whisked away. Stephen Kent Jusick, you're in San Francisco for Frameline 32. I know you come every year. That's, um, because, that's right. Because you're looking for films to program for many of the things you are involved in, right? Exactly. Which is mainly the Mix Festival in New York, the New York Queer Experimental Film Festival, which has been around for 22 years. So, um, Tell me what's uppermost on your mind, Steve. Uppermost on my mind? In general, these days. You know, it's... Well, you know, it's interesting. I was sitting in a program of short films earlier, and I was thinking, like, you know, why are short films... I privilege them, why don't people not privilege them? You know, sort of like that kind of thing. And I wasn't even seeing experimental ones, but it's important to me that the short film be acknowledged as something in its own right, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, that's it's a, not a stepping stone to a larger project. Or a calling card. Oh, yeah, I don't need a... Co- that's right, right. Stan Brackage didn't make calling card shorts. That's a whole genre that somebody should explore one day. Calling card films. No, no, no. They don't. I don't think they need to explore them at all. I think you need to flush them. Yeah, and I, I don't know, but I, I do think that, for example, I always want to see more experimental work. You know, so certain festivals are strong for that. Rotterdam is very strong with experimental work. I think Frameline could be stronger because I think it, I think it, I think it has. I think it underestimates its audience sometimes, given the, the city that we're in. That's obviously the fear, is losing your audience. Not, but I'm not saying... Or fear or excuse. I'm not saying let's program the most difficult structuralist experimental films at the Castro Friday at 9 p.m. You know, that's not You mean uh, Michael Snow on ice? But, I mean, we don't even have a gay Michael Snow. There's no such thing, really. You have me. <laughs> I once made a film that was accused of being like a Michael Snow film, but not as good. I, I don't think I've seen that, so uh, you should show that to me, actually. Back, oh, look, it's Michael Wall making guess a guest ju- appearance in this podcast. Guess who just well, stepped up? Who's here? Stephen Kent. Hi. What brings you to town? You guys continue talking. I'm going to try to wind up my thing with Barbara. Oh, okay, perfect. And then i got to go in for the film. Thank you for sticking with me through thin and thick, and it's very thick tonight. Lots of love, lots of love. People are the most important thing, I found out. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. And now, leaving frame line 32, I want to take you along with me to an experience I had, a very intimate experience I recently had with three other people. My partner Jack and our friends Valerie and Frank. Now, neither Jack nor I had ever done karaoke before, so we asked Valerie and Frank to introduce us to this new way to spend a Saturday night. We rented a room at Fillmore Karaoke on Fillmore Street in San Francisco. And well, here's a condensed two minute version of how we spent about an hour and a half. Oh, the heartbreak song. 
Hello? This is loose. Hello? Dollar, dollar, never go away again. Mr. Tom Waits singing Hello Dollar. Thank you very much. Thank you. My name is Brooke Shields. It was you, Jezebel, it was you. I could be free, I could be in good shape now, but I can't only relax, so in the ghetto. Oh my god, what happened? And her mama cried. Yeah. <laughs> and my mama, your mama. No, your mama cried. I don't care what's right or wrong. I'm George Bush, and I'm the decider. We were dissolving into laughter because when you're looking at the lyrics, there are also video images that you're looking at. And sometimes they're the original artists that perform the music, but for more than half of them, it just seemed like random footage. There was footage of condominium tours, and the one we were just looking at during Dust in the Wind was the installation of a sewer pipe in a street. By the way, my apologies to all the composers and recording artists whose work we may have devalued uh, with our antics. As a matter of fact, while you've been listening to our little karaoke experiment, I've been sitting here on this beach, staring out at the sea, the clouds, and thinking about some of the big things, and particularly thinking about responsibility. And in that vein, I'd like to offer a few disclaimers. Andy's Treasure Trove is produced solely for the entertainment and enjoyment of our listening audience. Opinions expressed on Andy's Treasure Trove San Francisco and on andystreasuretrove.com are not necessarily the opinions of Andy Moore, the staff of Treasure Trove Productions, or our guests, except when indicated, all rights are reserved by Andy Moore and Treasure Trove Productions. Any resemblance of characters on this program to real people, living or dead, is purely coincidental. This program may be offensive to some people. Discretion and parental guidance are advised. Certain copyrighted music played on Andy's Treasure Trove is for educational purposes only and is also meant to promote said music to the benefit of the composers and recording artists involved. The awarding of prizes for contests and other promotions is subject to the limited availability of such prizes and substitutions may be made by Treasure Trove Productions at its discretion. Staff and family members of Treasure Trove Productions are prohibited from participating in such contests and promotions and they will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law if discovered to be participating. 
Any rebroadcast or reuse of this program, in whole or in part, without explicit permission, is also prohibited by law. You have the right to remain silent, and anything you say may be used against you in a court of law. Andy's Treasure Trove, Andy Moore, and Treasure Trove Productions are not responsible for lost or stolen items. This contract limits our liability. Read it. Portions of this program were recorded earlier. Please do not phone in for live discussion. No animals were harmed during the making of this program. Void where prohibited. Check your local listings. Keep off the grass. Your mileage may vary. And that's my message about responsibility. Well, it's getting cold now here on the beach, so before the sun goes down and the rats come out, I'm going to head in and prepare the next exciting episode for next week. By the way, if you are subscribed, I bless you and thank you and I apologize to you that there's been some problems with subscriptions, iTunes, and there's no one to blame but Apple. But hang in there. Apple says they're working on the problem. I've just got to believe them. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Now thirding B zero three five at window number twenty three. Now thirding G zero four eight at window number fourteen.